Matthew Lillard. Yep. He's a murderer in a thermal. Hello and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scott Cast. <laughs> Might have to record, re-record that one <laughs> in post. But uh, I am here with the fan favorite Ian Dixon for a little pre-Christmas, probably be released pre-Christmas. Why not? Just a little chill pod. Yeah. You know, at the table. We've got Kyle. We've got sparkly water. We've got ghetto blaster, some whiskey. We've got this here lager of the lakes. We've got uh, candles and uh, all sorts of fun things meant to keep us in this in this beautiful mood of relaxation. I think that people take December a little too hard. Yeah. You know, most people, December comes around and like it's their cue to freak out and stress out and they can blame capitalism. Mm -hmm. They can blame religion. They can blame uh, the weather. Mm -hmm. They can blame uh, climate change. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, they could just uh, give up all hope for their for their own life and 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 uh, value. Mm. You know, I think it's the easiest month to do it. Yeah. You know, to find something to blame because everything is exacerbated at its absolute worst point. They used to do taxes on December, mm. but the government realized back before it realized civil rights that that was unfair. <laughs> <laughs> so they moved. You it think to the, April. the suicide rate was even higher? A hundred percent. It had to be. <laughs> I would love to see that graph. What's the highest suicide year in December? Mm-hmm. And I bet there was a huge policy change the next year. hundred percent. You know, that's mm-hmm. how you got to look at life. And that's how we teach you to look at life here on the Scott cast. Oh, I'm Scott Krause. I'm fan favorite Ian Dixon. Yeah. We were told to do that yeah. a few episodes ago. At this point, 10 episodes ago, like my, I'm getting so old that like if something happened 20, 50, 75 episodes ago, mm-hmm. I think it happened like two months ago. <laughs> I had a, uh, an experience with trying to, uh, tell a machine my name today. Okay. <laughs> That's an inappropriate, uh, <laughs> segue. It's old people interfacing yeah. with technology. Old people, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Us. I suppose. Um, But yeah, at work, I had... uh, We have like um, an interpretation service for when we we have like multilingual folks Mm -hmm. that we got to treat. And uh, so I was, you like call into the line and you enter all your like codes for like what agency you're at and what department you're in and blah, blah, blah. And it's like... Say your name. I'm like, Ian Dixon. Goes, recorded as, hey, Ian Dixon. <laughs> Press one to confirm, zero to re- try again. You should be, hey, Ian Dixon. I just kept trying. I was like, Ian Dixon. Hey, Ian Dixon. It's <laughs> like, what? Do I like take a, a breath before I say my name and they, they like miss? I tried like six times. Uh, maybe then, maybe you're like reaching too far down in your diaphragm when you're know. saying that in Ian. So <laughs> I wonder I wonder if like if this is even helpful saying my name and introducing myself to the Scott Castigators if they're just like Who's Hey Ian? Who the fuck is Hey Ian? <laughs> <laughs> Fan favorite, hey Ian Dixon. <laughs> you know? That would be great because, like, you kind of want to be, you know, under the radar yourself. You've mm-hmm. always expressed that. Like, you want the success for Scott Cats, but you also want to, like, you know, keep fan favorite Ian a character. So if everyone just knows you as Hey Ian, <laughs> you know, when they see your license, they'll leave you alone. Yeah. <laughs> That's not Hey Ian. It's a different Ian. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, I mean, I wonder, I wonder, uh, right into Scottcast if you believe Ian's name is Hey Ian. You know, how would you, how is it spelled? Is it spelled like, uh, phonetically like Hey Ian? Or is it like H E I E I J N? I, I feel like it was distinctly two words. It was like Hey 
Ian. Okay. So it wasn't like the computer, like, you know, just trying to talk to you? Like, hey, Ian. Like, <laughs> hey, Stephanie McMillan. I don't know. I don't know. Because eventually it got it right. Oh, oh, eventually it stopped saying hey to you. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'd done this before and like hadn't had a problem. Um, okay. For whatever reason, today it was like, it's a big fucking problem. Ian Dixon. Yeah. You know, it could be because you went to the doctor recently and uh, learned you were vitamin D deficient of all things. Yeah. And now like Maybe your body's just, like, responding. Yeah. Takes a lot of effort, and I just have like a gasp before I say anything. <laughs> you know, you don't, you didn't realize it until you realized that you need to take a vitamin D pill once in a while, you know, yeah. or go on a walk or live somewhere with sun. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> not live in Michigan. <laughs> That's a great vitamin D treatment. Uh, and I just spelled your entire fucking medical history to the Scott Cascaders, yeah, but it was, uh, it was a good history. So I figure, yeah, it's not like a yeah. big fucking deal. Yeah, if you're healthy, you should be. Able, you could be able to tell anybody someone's healthy. Just don't tell them about the herpes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I won't talk about. It. We'll edit the herpes out. <laughs> if I didn't edit this out, <laughs> then for sure I'm don't edit this entire podcast. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Ian does not have herpes, uh, and now no one will believe us. So now I really do have to edit it out. Well, I don't want people to think you got herpes. They're looking up, hey Ian Dixon, herpes. <laughs> <laughs> It's very possible that might happen. Uh, Scott Cascaders are smart. I'm going to be visiting Nebraska. I hope I get to see Greg sometime at the Lost Way. You know? Oh, yeah. So if, if you're listening to this, Greg, and it's between the dates of 22 and 28, and it's not one of those days they're closed, show up every single day so I can just have my own option and I can just wander in. Yeah. Because I tell be there I, all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Opening to close. Keep that beer full. They got a buy one, get one, $1 deal I saw on the Facebook. Nice. So, you know, buy one, get a bunch for a dollar. That's where I'd be. That's how I do. That's a great deal for a craft brewery. Hell yeah. So be there all day for six <laughs> days. Shrug off any kind of social obligation or social ire you'll draw from your close loved ones. And just be like, look, it's Scott. You know, I'm a lot like the Ben Affleck of that town. People know me. Mm. I don't know what the kind of opinion they have of me, but everybody knows me because everyone knows my family and I'm the one who's not there. So I got this air of mystery. Yeah. I kind of wanted to bring up Ben Affleck in any ham-fisted segue possible mm -hmm. because, oh my God, I did not know he had this back tattoo. I may have actually seen this. I think you when, you, when you said Ben, I thought of like Bendy. Oh, okay. I was like, Bendy has a back tattoo? <laughs> I'd be really interested to see that. I would be, too, if Bendy had a giant fucking back tattoo. So I, feel I, guess, like, I feel like I've seen this Ben Affleck tattoo. It's kind of bad, right? <clears throat> or it's like, it's, kind it's, of? it's decently well done, but it's not tasteful. Uh, you decide. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe it's decently it, well I mean, done, it looks, but... It looks fine. It's colorful. It's got, it's, it's far away. It's hard to tell like if the line works really all that great, but um, it's what is it? What's the fucking, scene? Is it a fucking Phoenix? Yes. Coming out of the ashes. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. And it's his entire back, by the way. Yeah. It is, it is not a small tattoo. That's a full back. It is. Yeah. And it was one decision. One decision, I'm going to make this, have this giant tattoo. And it's Ben Affleck. He's a, I don't, how do, why are celebrities getting enormous tattoos? Mm. Isn't this going to affect his roles? I guess not. I mean, I've unless never seen he's going to have his shirt off, yeah. I mean. And they can make up and like cover up stuff, but. You think? I mean, how much cover up is that? That's like. That's a, a lot. That's going to clog your pores. Mm -hmm. Getting, like imagine your full back caked over in clay and whatever whatever the hell Bronwyn uses on her clients. Mm -hmm. She does makeup. If you need to do makeup, uh, hire Bronwyn. Yeah. But anyways, it'll clog your pores if you do it on your whole ass back. Probably. So, I don't know what the fuck Benny's thinking. But then again, nobody does. And this is <clears throat> 2015 news, so like, <laughs> you're welcome for the 2015 gossip on Ben Affleck. <laughs> I know there's a reason why we got over eight subscribers. Yeah. But yeah, I think a Phoenix is just kind of like one of those sort of 
It's a little too cliche. Yeah, we know why you're saying it. You're rising from the ashes. Yeah. And that's fine. But first off, what kind of ashes were you in, Ben Affleck? The Geely ashes? <laughs> <laughs> he, he blames it on Jennifer Gardner. Mm-hmm. And he's in a... There's a lot of ire being drawn because he went on Howard Stern and started talking shit about Jennifer Gardner. Yeah. And that's like one thing. Don't just don't talk shit about former booze. True. And you'll and you'll be fine. Even J Lo, his new girlfriend, is upset about this. <laughs> yeah. And that's how this whole back tattoo got serviced to me. Is <laughs> I found follow that additional gossip. distasteful things that Ben Affleck has done. <laughs> yeah, that's what Twitter is. Is like something bad happens to somebody, and then like they're like. Every thread is, oh, this is also all the other bad things this person did. <laughs> so it's like you're more being punished just for being in the spotlight generally yeah. than uh, than any of the individual things you actually do. Like the more you're in the spotlight, the more little dings you're mm-hmm. going to have in these Twitter threads. Like uh, Ben Affleck's various romances and, of course, this particular picture of his back tattoo. You could kind of see some crack. But it's me me it's me yeah that's why i stay out of the spotlight right that's why you're hey and dicks <laughs> i mean i wouldn't get a giant back tattoo if i was a celebrity shia labeouf got like a giant chest tattoo for mm-hmm. like a very particular role like an like an entire full torso full of ink mm-hmm. uh, and it wasn't a good movie yeah that seems to be the case. Like, if you're gonna, if you're, if there's an actor going to physically alter themselves for the movie, odds are the movie's not going to be that good. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that one movie with Dick Cheney? No. Exactly. So Christian Bale lost teeth, lost hair, gained weight to be the exact representation mm-hmm. of Dick Cheney. Lost teeth. I mean, look, you got you got to look at them. Damn. Couldn't they just, like, again, prosthetics or, like, makeup? Like, there's ways to do that without... Right? Because that's permanent. I mean, you lose hair. Like, you, I guess you can shave and trim and, and finagle that, and it won't be, like, permanent. But teeth, that's, like, a big deal. Mm-hmm. Which one's Christian? Left. Yeah, you're right. But it was hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, a pretty impressive transformation, I'll say that. Yeah. So, nothing. Nothing came out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for some actor to sacrifice their entire visage that they've worked hard to earn, earn a brand with so that they could portray me. Scott from Scottcast. You know, they'll mm-hmm. have to get a lot handsomer. Yeah probably hair hair implants because i have such thick hair i mean it'll seem like improvements exactly it'll just seem like you're just doing yourself up so like if brad pitt looks like he's got like a lot of plastic surgery going on it's because he's about to play scott from scott cast yep he'd be a good he'd be a good version of me i could see that i could see brad pitt being scott from scott cast <laughs> i could see him nailing the role <laughs> You know, put aside the fact that he's like that, he's the, he's the perennial gorgeous man bod kind of individual, mm-hmm. um, unless you really believe Paul Rudd is the sexiest man alive, which I don't think anybody believes. But Brad Pitt, being Scott from ScottCast, imagine him right now after a long, long amount of study doing every single one of the hand movements and, you know, general patter I'm doing yeah. as I'm doing it right now. He would nail it. He would get... Every little swish in detail correctly. Mm-hmm. I believe that much in Brad Pitt's work. This is what happens when we don't plan. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best Brad Pitt movie? Inglorious like, Bastards? Like my favorite? Mm-hmm. One that no one's ever heard of? Cutting Class? What the fuck's he doing that? He, uh, it's a slasher from the 80s. And uh, Brad Pitt's dating this lady... <clears throat> who used to date this other guy who I can't remember exactly what happened, but I think like his parents died and he was suspected and he was like in a, a mental hospital, but he was rehabilitated and released and he came back to the high school 
And so Brad Pitt's like, uh, stay away from that guy. He's a creep. And she's like, oh, he was, he was a nice guy. I used to date him. He's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. And so all these killings start to happen around the high school. And you're kind of in, uh, put into this like whodunit situation mm-hmm. where like there's this creepy, uh, you know, formerly mental hospitalized, probably killed his parents guy running around. Did he do it? Uh, Brad Pitt's over here. He's kind of an asshole, like getting real aggressive with this dude who's like not really doing anything. He's just who he is. Mm-hmm. I was like, could it be Brad Pitt? I don't know. Uh, turns out it was the girl. I think it was both of them. I forget oh, they exactly what people. happened. Everyone's <clears throat> bad. <laughs> That's the twist. They were kind of in cahoots, I think. I, I don't really remember, but it was... Uh, Actually cahoots. It was a solid, low-budget... That's probably slasher. that's probably what inspired Scream. It was very much Scream-esque. Because that's kind of how it happened at the end, is like, yeah. you didn't know what was going on, but it turns out two of the characters were in cahoots. Right. That you wouldn't expect at all. You thought it was the boyfriend, but then they throw you a red herring, and you're like, oh, it couldn't have mm-hmm. been him. Right, but and no, it turns out Shaggy is also and, killing yeah. people. Matthew Lillard. Yeah. He's a murderer. Enough thermal mm-hmm. in the movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's some good film talk. We should be a film podcast. I should recategorize us. We're ca- we're I mean, comedy, but you know, we have dabbled in that. I think we do it. I think we're almost more reliable as a film podcast, yeah, than as a. We definitely can podcast. knock out the. Uh, the ideas for films. That's right. I mean, when we are technically filmmakers at this point, I've got loaded up on my uh, laptop a draft mm-hmm. of the zombie script. I've got, I've got it working through. Yeah, I've got all the scenes kind of plotted out, and now I'm just gonna, I'm gonna plow through them and get some, get some words on this on the script for for critiquing and for, for analysis amongst the film crew. <laughs> <laughs> budget constraints shit like that because like i'm kind of going no budget Mm -hmm. like in my mind while i'm writing it a good way to approach it no by what by that i mean i'm not thinking about the budget at all and like i put the military getting blown up in one of the scenes yeah i mean we could use emotionally yeah i think that's what i'm saying is like we could probably figure figure it out. out it'll look like shit but it'll be fun it might look amazing like an art house film it might you know we may have to reimagine our opening scene since uh, that's the one thing I haven't touched. I'll probably be moving, and I kind of envisioned it around that space. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, but I mean, I, I'm sure we could still use that space. Yeah, you know Justin. Like, yeah, we're, and you know the rickshaw. Yeah, so that's that's a really critical part. Yeah, <laughs> we never really get inside your house. True, we go around it in the movie. So. Got the BPOV. Mm-hmm. BPOV. That's a, that's a good acronym. We need to keep going. Yeah. But also, you know, once you get to that new Ian Dixon over here, he may have a, a house in sight. Yeah. For for living. It'll be nice. We have extra locations. That's a production value. Exactly. <laughs> like, we can blow that up. <laughs> I wonder if I can write it off as a business expense you should <laughs> you won't have to you won't have to pay taxes for at least four years <laughs> and then it's like also a loss <laughs> so it's double <laughs> well yeah you know i'm not we're, we're not going to say specific addresses the scott castigators but they they there's a there's a house up up in sunny hamtramck still mm-hmm. so don't worry that fan favorite ian dixon might be the proud owner of at some point in the future you know if all turns out good we got to go in there we got to kick the tires you know right we gotta we gotta punch the walls that's how you that's how you know (laughs) (laughs) i bet that actually is not a bad test to put a house through yeah go through the house punch the walls Mm -hmm. if something crumbles you're done right get out Definitely punch the basement walls. Punch some basement walls. Yeah, if it's soggy, mm-hmm. you don't even know a soggy basement. You know, th- imagine because like, you got it's kind of like a one story with a with a garret kind of attic. What if it used to be two stories, but the entire first story sank into the ground? 
<laughs> mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that just before we started recording. Like, you could take that same amount of money, buy a small plot of land, and build yourself a tower. And I think that would make a lot of sense for your personality. You're kind of like the wise wizard of, of the world mm-hmm. in my in my world. I'd, I would give you the wizard designation. You're the Christopher Lee of Hamtramck. So I should build an ivory tower. Isaac, well, it's not, it doesn't have to be ivory. It's expensive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but tall. Yeah. You know. What, one uh, one room on each floor. Mm-hmm. And like a patio up on top. Mm-hmm. Like a rook or a castle in a, in a chest. Sounds practical. It would be cool. It would be cool. I would like, I mean, I mean, everyone looks at St. Florian like it's the highest point in Hamtramck. But imagine if it was your bedroom. <laughs> it's amazing how densely populated Hamtramck is with like such small buildings. It really is. It's. I mean, it, they're very it, close together. But I think I looked up the. Let's. I'll, I'll, I'll get the actual stat. But within the two square miles, uh, there's twenty one thousand people, and there used to be two hundred bars. Mm-hmm. All at once. Very dense city, and it's, it's good, uh, all duplexes. <laughs> yeah, it's a good per capita for bars to people. Yeah. To, yeah, one percent for mm-hmm. every. So there's a hundred people at each bar. Easy. Yeah, you know, one or two people don't drink. And uh, yeah, why wouldn't they drink? They can walk home. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. Like in the population, <laughs> there are some people who don't drink. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Why wouldn't they drink? They I, could walk home. <laughs> I thought they'd be at the bar not drinking. Oh, like, okay. what, why would you do that? Because it's the public space. I suppose. Yeah. I mean, they used to have, I mean, if you think about it, 200 bars in Hamtramck, that's on every corner. Yeah. So every corner there's a bar. So every bar is basically just like the block going to the same place and drinking. Yeah. You know, unless there was a cooler block somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone wants to go to the block with the giant tower where Ian sleeps, sleep in the castle. I mean, it's still pretty close to that probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know that there's that many bars, but oh, there's yeah. a lot of bars. <laughs> there's a lot of there's like a there's a dozen at least a dozen yeah fairly high traffic bars, which is not 200, but but it's to count restaurants. It's for for a mostly Muslim city, mm-hmm. and I, and you wouldn't count restaurants because all the restaurants don't have any liquor, except Polonia and like Post Village. Anyways, what were we talking about? We're talking. <laughs> Talking about how many bars are in Hamtramck? Yeah. I mean, this place could be considered a bar of the amount we drink in here. Probably. It should be a bar. I'll make it a bar. I was thinking about buying Mephisto's. Have you seen Mephisto's? Oh, yes, I love the sign. It's a great sign. I, I have also thought about buying Mephisto's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, as a business idea, it wouldn't be too much. Uh, it's like they're selling that building and lot for 200 grand. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you know, you're getting a Hamtramck building, so it's not a good building. Right. But it's three stories. It's, it's got a piano. It's got stage. It's got two, three bars. And I was thinking it would be so cool to turn that into like a podcasting palace. Yeah. Put on shows and have it as a bar every day. But then also rent out like the top floor as mm-hmm. a podcasting nice. fucking studio. 50 bucks a pod. People go in. They could buy drinks. You'd have to uh, have the the pod available on times that you weren't using the stage, I suppose. We well, don't have to go on the stage to do the pod. I would imagine the pod is... Well, I'm saying like you can't have a show downstairs if you're potting upstairs. <laughs> oh, okay. Because, you know, sound. You know, maybe maybe my sound design is so good. <laughs> I could figure that out. And Maybe. it would be even a cool vibe for some shows, though. It's like, okay, yeah. there's a show fucking going on downstairs, and we're podcasting about Grandma Janelle's death. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Besides that. But uh, I could see some background music going on well. Like, mm-hmm. we do the Scott Cast metal. Yeah, true, true. You know? But, yeah. During the day, podcast studio. Yeah. At night, 20 bucks a pop just to be there. Right. Then you can pay for drinks and merch. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Everyone has said, I want to buy Mephisto's. Yeah. Every time I bring that up. You can't go buy it and not be like, oh man, that looks fucking rad. I would buy it. And I want to buy it. And I should buy it. But, you know, all the fucking prices are skyrocketing. I should have gotten it. I should have find. I should have started talking deals when everyone was panicking during Corona. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, oh, they're gonna just give it up. Cause they're gonna be like, oh, it's the apocalypse. I just want a hundred grand from this bank here, and this guy can go <laughs> fuck himself. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then like I'd be sitting on a pretty fucking property right now, mm-hmm. thriving podcast business. Quesera, Sarah. No, that's a different phrase. Anyway. Email Scottcast if you think I should have bought a three-story building. (laughs) (laughs) So what are you looking forward to most about eventual homeownership? Are you going to build something? Are you going to... I mean, I've been thinking about expanding my uh, music menagerie i mean i've kind of already been doing that i've been kind of buying hella pedals this year <laughs> yeah, yeah every time you show you show up you're like scott i got this new abstract pedal is this, this is like that other pe-. no it's not <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah um again we'll see how structurally sound the, the basement is if there's oh don't put your shit in the basement well i mean Oh, it's there's never not, gonna be good. There's not enough room like elsewhere. Make room elsewhere. I mean, Brian sleeps downstairs. <clears throat> one one of the upstairs rooms is gonna be like my office. Okay, you can't make it, so like you can't have office and music room in the same place. I'm definitely gonna have like my current stuff there. I have a half stack at my parents' house. Um, that's gonna have to go in the basement i think it's so it's we're gonna raise it up off the ground it's not gonna be like yeah it's, in the basement in the basement you, if you don't know hamtramck weather this past <laughs> year uh about five times during the summer everyone's got crazy weather there's the dust bowl happening right, right now in the in, in gregland and uh and uh in hamtramck during the summer there was i think this is more to do with the fucking plumbing system than anything else but the sewage system mm-hmm. flooding every time it rains yeah and so many people have like lost everything in their fucking basement and i cannot see you move all your music shit Not to the basement a half stack you don't use okay <laughs> <laughs> and maybe we should just sell it <laughs> well and then I mean, uh it's so good though is it i mean i haven't played it in 10 years but i mean when are you playing with half stack level like noise <laughs> i'm uh, in my own house <laughs> rocking the shit <laughs> we're taking the <laughs> we're testing the structure with pure sonic movement <laughs> yeah you know um but i've been thinking of expanding as well like that base that i rescued from our flooded basement this year Mm-hmm. that I thought was um, my landlord's. I told him, I was like, oh, I, I saw him the other day. And uh, I was like, oh, I, I, like, I've got your base upstairs. I rescued it from the basement. He's like, what? It's like, there's a base down here on the, the guitar rack. He's like, oh, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> like, oh. I thought it was yours. Well, it's yours now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> so I got I to gotta get like a little, little bass amp to properly get the the uh you know frequencies the sonic frequencies for it's fair and might as well get a drum set if i got a guitar and a bass might as well get a drum set might as well get a pa system yeah and, and five other people <laughs> <laughs> i'll just do it all myself i'll just use my looper <laughs> hey, looper just <laughs> it's like the cock of the musical world i got a looper <laughs> we'll just looper it huh I know. I mean, I would like to watch you like like scurry between it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be there for that show. But uh, yeah, that's the fantasy I have. I think we're not going to have that much cash to play around with after we actually like buy it. But that's the thing, man. Is like, I mean, what if there's a housing crash like right after all of this shit? 
there's so much turbulent economy shit. But then again, what if housing just goes exponentially through the roof? Yeah, I mean, it's all a gamble. Either way, it's the art of strategy. I'm all right, we're gonna hunker down for a few years anyway. We're gonna build a tower. <laughs> housing market will come back. That's true. Well, yeah. I mean, we need to get right in if you know uh, somebody who knows how to kick the tires at a house. Because <laughs> I don't know how to kick the tires at a damn house. I know it should be done. Some tire kicking. Mm-hmm. Do you know how to tire kick a house? I mean, this is my first time buying a house. Well, I know that like sure. there's some red flags to look for. <laughs> <laughs> Is it covered in mites? <laughs> How did the last people here die? <laughs> but no, I think we'll we'll make it our own. Like if we can make a make the space work, we'll probably have like a movie room. Home oh, okay. Is that you what know? you would consider the, the living room in your place, the movie room? That's basically a room. It's like room. that and the study and the VHS section in the basement. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. It's like if we can kind of bring those together in a space. I like that. That's what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. And I'll have like a music area that may be the study. Right, if, if, if not the the pool you have downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll probably go pretty ham with like the yard. Get a garden going. Okay. Save money on groceries. Come on. How much farming are you going to do in, like, five square feet of land? I mean, it's a decent-sized yard. It's the, not like I want to cut the grass. Sure. We just make the whole thing a fucking garden. That's fair. I just want I just want to point out, like, just with saving money and, like, gardens, this is all I always think of it when I hear about it, but, like, you're literally replacing the cheapest possible thing you could buy at the supermarket <laughs> with hours of toil. Well. <laughs> but everyone does love a good homegrown tomato. Yeah. You know, you could taste you could taste the difference in a homegrown tomato versus a supermarket tomato. For sure, supermarket tomato is like a ball of water. Yeah, homegrown tomato, you can taste the dirt mm-hmm. and the and the the entire environment. Yeah, around it, you know, you can taste the soul of the farmer, and whether the farmer is good or not determines whether the crop yields mm-hmm. nutrients to your body. But it always tastes good. Sure. <laughs> Hopefully we'll have some bees come and pollinate our garden. That's right. Yeah, because we need the bee rolls. Yeah, we do. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast is becoming so niche. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I remember when I first started this podcast and, like, I was so against referencing anything from previous episodes and Mm -hmm. stuff like that especially referencing because David would do it all the time but, like, referencing things from episodes that were deleted (laughs) <laughs> yeah and i was like N- let's not do that let's not references the deleted episodes and let's try not to reference too much during the actual episode because i feel like people won't grok onto it if they're just showing up but 150 episodes later <laughs> it's basically its own lexicon it's our bread and butter baby you can't get away from it <laughs> <laughs> we're here we're excited we're into it <laughs> you know and if you haven't been listening to ScottCast for, the, I don't know, the past 50 episodes, literally, because it came out in episode 100, the first mm-hmm. mention, about uh, we're developing a bee movie, about a bee zombie movie mm-hmm. about bees. That's right. Yes. We're in the development stage. We've got a lot of great ideas. We've got some models going. I put the Model B in my uh, study or office, or whatever you call that room, yeah. on a pile of foam that I intended to put on the walls. Mm-hmm. But as you can hear from this audio, I don't need any more fucking foam. <laughs> <laughs> this audio is great. We're Maybe ready. I'll have a, a prosthetics space. That's what you need. Yeah. You need a, you, that's what we need. You need a, I'm, I'm determining what a, literally a third of your home is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be zombies production space. <laughs> You're going to have a little writing desk with me and like a visor <laughs> just constantly <laughs> huddled up, banging out a script on a Smith Corona. Let's do this. I named David's character David. Very clever. <laughs> <laughs> it's because like, I mean, maybe we'll change it later, but 
for now, for this first draft, I want the pleasure of like writing and then David fucks the bee. <laughs> <laughs> David's taint <laughs> wild upon the screen. <laughs> like honestly, this this draft of this script, I mean, is gonna be a literary object on its own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we should sell I people should do that. Just generally. I mean, I would buy the shit out of it. But uh like if you're doing an independent film and shit. Mm-hmm print out the script as a little book yeah you know cheapest options available even just a staple and letter paper but you know taking on little film tour showings Mm -hmm. sell it for five bucks easy and it's fun i like reading scripts i look up scripts online to read see how they're different Mm -hmm. from movies i've printed out the goodwill hunting script written by matt damon and back tat bat affleck Batflex back tap. I'm doing pretty good. I thought that I would fuck that up more than we could do a tongue twister segment. Yeah. Can you say it? Batflex back tap. Batflex back tap. Okay. All right. It's easy. Or you're just we're just really good at this. We are seasoned broadcasters. Yeah. You've been on the microphone more than most people in history. That's true. That's amazing for someone like me. Right? Like, you wouldn't, like, I, even by, by t- to this day, you still don't think of yourself as someone who's who's rocked the fucking mic this long. Yeah. But you have. You've got a better mic stand than I do at this point. I mean, it's kind of weird that I do what I do for a living, <laughs> being, like, as reserved and kind of quiet as I am. Well, that's, well, for what you do as a living, the, the therapy, I imagine, that's really it's a good. a lot of listening, I suppose. So it's like. Yeah. I can't imagine having like David as a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> like, like if I hear a fee- about a feedback sandwich one more time, mm. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking flip. <laughs> oh, I'm only imagining the puns coming at me now. Fucking yeah. feedback hot dog. Is that what you want? Feedback burger? Come on. It's, got, it's about the structure, Scott, of the feedback. That's what it's about, Scott. Don't you understand, Scott? Gotta say something beneficial first, then you criticism, then couch it with more beneficial shit, Scott. I was gonna say that. Yeah. We've been doing writing together. I think that's a good idea. We'll get a studio space going in your basement. Mm-hmm. We'll get zombies done and, and produced, and we'll sell the script, and we'll sell the video, and we'll go on tour, and we'll support it, our, our own lifestyles. Yeah, there you go. You know? Maybe we can even, if flooding's a concern, for the basement we'll just dig down mm-hmm. make a lower portion yeah start scott cast city yeah just make a lower portion that's <laughs> also five square miles wide <laughs> <laughs> you know um they've got a new uh science technique yeah for boring tunnels mm. it's insane most tunnels are built by you know a giant screw mm-hmm. right digging yeah just like cartoons, people have invented a heat ray mm. that just blasts a solid hole through anything. Mm. The big problem when they were developing it was they would they would shoot at the rock and it would just turn to lava. That was their biggest problem. Is <laughs> oh, this it's turning it to lava, not evaporated. Mm-hmm. It's just going all the way out. So they tile it in, and now it evaporates. So they like they got this fucking device that just mm. shoots a hole that evaporates the earth. And come on, That's pretty crazy. We could build a Skycast city. Is that dangerous? Quickly. Like, I don't know what. I wouldn't stand in front of it. What rock vapor is like? I wouldn't breathe around it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of dangerous aspects to it. You know, but uh, clear out the air, let it settle. Yeah. And you just got a tunnel, right? That's just that's just uh, something that used to be hot. It's not hot anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? Fill it with air. Maybe fill it with helium. Yeah. Something like that. Nitrous oxide. That's what people do. Do whippets in the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> so that's an option for us building Scott Cast City, another reference. Mm-hmm. And I think we should do... A Scott Cast City movie eventually, but this is when we're seasoned yeah. people. This is our clerks three. <laughs> <laughs> Zombies is our clerks. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. 
what a, what a life we live with this. I mean, I'm actually feeling pretty good about making this movie. I've been following some people on TikTok who do mm-hmm. independent movies and stuff like that, and they keep talking about how hard the work is and stuff, and they point out all the things they need to do. Yeah. And they're saying things like, we need to pay 20 grand for this location. We need to we need to do this. We need to do that. We need to do this Kickstarter for 500 grand. I'm just like, no, you don't. <laughs> really don't. We got, we're going to make zombies. It's going to blow your fucking mind. We're going to have White Claw Gabe play a version of Clint from Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's on my dream list <laughs> for this movie. And I will be writing him somewhat like I bet like, we could keep getting him cheap. <laughs> I bet we could. Just like come to Detroit being a movie man. Yeah. And he'll like that. He'll be like, yeah, I'm baller. And he'll pay dinner, pay pay our dinner. <laughs> It'll be great. You know? I was going to say, probably get him here. Just be like, we'll pay your bar tab. <laughs> I don't know if I want to offer that. For one night. I don't know if I want to offer that. <laughs> For one night. <laughs> I don't have $5,000. <laughs> But you know, that's the kind of that's the kind of thinking we need to do with zombies. Yeah. Because all these other people, they're married to the idea of like that big budget means this is a real piece of work. But no. The work is what makes it a real piece of work. That's right. And we're gonna do the work to get all that special elements in there. We're gonna get Dave's taint in there. We're gonna <laughs> get White Claw Gabe. And we're gonna have as many we're gonna have more creative gory death scenes than any movie you've seen mm-hmm. and it's not gonna be like saw where you're just sitting there being tortured by your own psychology it's gonna be fun you're gonna take your children to see these bees tear people up like they're in a blender yeah you know you're gonna you're gonna love the scene where a fuck boy gets a, a large penis like dagger through his skull <laughs> against a wall and then the bee gets stuck in the skull and has to hump his fucking dagger out of the skull. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just looking on in horror. <laughs> uh, that I I wrote that scene. Um, <laughs> it would be the scene after the intro scene, which the intro scene is the scene after the original scene you wanted up front which was also a very gruesome death scene (laughs) so and then the bees get bigger spoiler alert (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i have so much faith in this movie like i'm starting to get how people like become these movie mavens they're like this is the project i need to make this is the thing it is my film are you feeling that i wonder if we could get macaulay culkin because he died by B.E. in a previous film. He did? Yeah. It'll be great to get him. If we can't get White Claw Gabe as the grizzled beef hunter, <laughs> Macaulay Culkin. Because like, he's got an axe to grind. Yeah. Yeah. My Girl too. He was stung to death. Wow. This A sequel movie? He was stung to yeah. death? <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> was he in My Girl 1? I don't think so. He <laughs> just brought him on to kill him. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I could I, I bet he's harboring resentment over that Probably, plot device. Yeah. You want to be in my girl three. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's uh he's into like indie stuff these days, so he probably wouldn't be that hard to get. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think know. I think there's a whole legion of forgotten child stars, uh, and he's not so forgotten, but like a whole legion of them that just wised up and were like, I'm just gonna get on the business side of this. Yeah. Making money. being a star sucked and now i'm ugly and no one needs to know (laughs) no macaulay he looks good but uh i gotta say that (laughs) because i need i need him to be in the zombie movie for two scenes (laughs) oh but it is so much fun i've got a whole project set up on my uh Am I am I a computer? It's a Scrivener thing. So it, I wrote out all the scenes as like a paragraph form, and then it split it all out for me with all the scenes. So now, like, I just go on my phone here, 
And this is where, where I access the the draft. They need to put shortcuts on Jotterpad. I'm going to put Jotterpad on blast right now. <laughs> <laughs> you need shortcuts in your fucking folder. Come on. People invented this already. Yeah. Okay. So this I've got two scenes written out. I'm just going to read this this first scene I wrote with David. I want to get your opinion on it. Okay. Because this is this is all pre-production stuff. Yeah. Like even if even if we come away from this scene absolutely glowing and loving it and thinking it's perfect, it's going to look nothing like what we eventually do. <laughs> right. But uh, beyond that, I want to get a get an eye into uh, Ian's thoughts because I'm doing the bulk of like the writing on this, mm-hmm. but this is Ian's story. Right. Really, this is his this is his brainchild. This is his theme and his and his feeling that he's bringing to it. And all great works of art spring from a single feeling, I feel. I want uh, in the credits, I want it to be like produced by, hey, Ian Dixon. (laughs) (laughs) I think I know what this title of this episode is. (laughs) Produced by, hey, Ian Dixon. Here here we go, hey, Ian Dixon. Um, This is after the supposed intro scene. Mm Mm-hmm where we have the drone footage and the chase by rickshaw. We could totally do it even if you're living in it. Yeah. Yeah. We could, we could figure that out. If we could figure out how to get a military in. Yeah. <laughs> we could do that. So this is after that. And the main character, David, works at uh, a chemi- the chemical factory that's responsible for the spillage. Right. But he's kind of a drone kind of guy, you know? And let's see if you, let's see if you grok onto his story from this scene. Because mm-hmm. you got to show, not tell. Yeah. That's what David keeps saying. That's right. So um, I wrote David like David would write David. Okay. Yeah. Interior. David's cubicle at ChemCorps. Get it? ChemCorps. Corpse. Yep. Gotcha. Dead. Chemicals. Dead. Yes. Yeah. Day. Our hero, David. How can you tell if he's in a cubicle? That's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe people write chipper. I don't know. (laughs) Our hero, David Beaman, B-A-Man. Okay. That's how you spell that. Gotcha. But Beeman. Yep. Is grooving at his workstation, typing inhumanly quickly. David, singing to the tune of whatever this is. I believe, I believe, I believe. He's doing that. Mm-hmm. While he's typing. On one of his screens, a series of expletive-laden tirades concerning ChemCorps appears. Only to be given a red buzzing X. On another, a much slower series of comments that are positive towards ChemCorps appear, given a lingering green check mark. I love how many B puns you're working in, even though like <laughs> it's just descriptive. It won't. <laughs> no one will know. I I think so much of the art of a script is in the shit that no one will ever read. <laughs> That's why I want to sell them. <laughs> Red That's good. I like that. Uh, yeah, the, the, this this art goes all the way down to the bone. Yeah, yeah. David's nerd friend Beatrice pops in and spooks David. She is clearly a scientist. She may be holding straight up test tubes and is one hundred percent wearing a lab coat at all times in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is where this is where the you should definitely be reading the script. It's way more funny than the actual movie would be. Right, Beatrice, what you got going on here, Davy? Oh. Great question, Beatrice. I hope David answers it. My ticket out of here, kid. You're just in time for the final touch. That's what he said, David. Hmm. He finishes up a line of code on his laptop and hits a big gray upload button. The progress bar is stylized with a B animation. B. Okay. David, my whole job description, automated and ready to sell the corporate or the highest bidder. Got a meeting set up today. Beatrice looks visibly doubtful. There's no way this is going to end well, David. And David says, get real, nerd. This might be weird. <laughs> <laughs> I write, sometimes I write dialogue like that. That's, uh, I'll flesh it out later. Yeah. But for now, he's saying, get real, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I don't know. Hmm. I feel like uh, sometimes the B movies try to be too silly. They like try okay. to be the so good it's bad. 
Oh, okay. Or so bad it's good. So bad it's good. Um, but we can't. We gotta avoid that. I think the like the wanting wanting to be intentionally funny sometimes falls flat and it, like kills the vibe. I feel okay. like we gotta kind of play it straight. So let's get real nerds. I don't know about that. No, get real nerd. <laughs> okay, that's fair. We'll get a different dialogue for you. Yeah. Real nerd. Beatrice says, "You're." Repl- I think Ooh. I think it can work if you just sprinkle it in, but we got to play most well, of think, it pretty I, straight. I think most of that would be like almost character ad lib yeah. and like the scene itself when yeah. we're filming it. Like you know, you you put in your little filler, mm-hmm. your character filler, as you see, the character would say. So yeah, maybe not get real nerd, but uh, it depends on the the. The vibe David, of the rest of the script. I, I think. think David could pull that off. Yeah. A, a serious get real nerd? An Oscar winning get real nerd? Maybe. Possibly. Beatrice clarifies, you're replacing yourself, David. And David says, that's the point. It's the next wave in online moderation. Imagine all online discussion transformed. All forums, Twitter threads, and even YouTube comments. A masterclass of Socratic dialogue. That's the end goal, you see. Train the public like Pavlov. And Beatrice says, Pavlov's ideas are primitive. Because she's a scientist. She's she's up on research. Mm. I imagine. Do you think Pavlov's ideas are, are primitive? No. I think they're... They're pretty spot on. <laughs> they're pretty well regarded and like the basis for most child therapy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> see? That's why this is the first draft. (laughs) And then David says, because he's got a witty response for that, and so are crowds. But yeah, it doesn't work if also the other other statement wasn't really good. (laughs) Besides, I need the time and funding for my masterpiece. David tabs over to a screenplay he's writing. Mm -hmm. On the title page, The Amazing Mr. Nice Guy, written by David Beaman. Beatrice, let me guess. You're the nice guy? I already hate this movie. <laughs> that's pretty good. I think that's... That's good. That's pretty solid dialogue. Keep it. David asks, what if you were the star? Beatrice says, I'm too expensive. You have to compete with my upcoming Nobel Prize. David says, an Oscar is better than a Nobel. Beatrice says, it's not. An alarm sounds on David's phone. He's got to get to that meeting. It's his time to shine. And then in the next scene, mm-hmm. he has that meeting, and he gets fired. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> yeah. Because because uh, it's a work-for-hire situation. Yeah. So all the work he did on his computer at the corporation now belongs to the corporation. So they just installed it mm-hmm. and kicked him out. Yeah. That's how it goes. So here's the real action scene. That was just to give you a little bit of feeling towards David's character mm-hmm. here. So, after David gets fired, he walks slope-shouldered and dejected, hands thrust in his pockets down the street of his home from his car. He's in Hamtramck. Of course. He passes a rambunctious group of fuckboys. Greg, Gary, and their leader, Grant. I didn't mean for Greg to actually... <laughs> being like a name like related to greg from nebraska mm-hmm. <laughs> if greg from nebraska is listening for some reason i just wanted a bunch of g's so here we go greg gary and their leader grant the fuck boys yeah uh one of the fuck boys catches sight of david slip-shouldered and dejected being all beta male and he says look it's time for another impromptu installment of insta live motivation get your stick slim wad that's another one of those B-movie dialogue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Things we could cut. Uh, Gary slaps Greg into action, and Grant leans back, wearing sunglasses, flashing a gold tooth. David quickens his pace. Gary catches up with him and grabs him by the collar. David falls, and Gary drags him up the porch to Grant's feet. Greg is filming the action with a selfie stick. Gary, behold the peon. Behold the beta male. Dare you cross our wolf pack? And then you woof, 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 woof. Okay. Just the woofing. Gary grabs David's face and shoves it an inch from the unflinching Grant, who sneers and smiles. 
beneath sunglasses. Grant says, "You having girl troubles, kid?" That <laughs> 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 might be the. I'm gonna definitely be the one laughing the hardest at this. <laughs> And David says, what? You crazy asshole? I just got fired. He shakes Gary off of him and stands square-shouldered, and Grant laughs. Grant says, don't you know all troubles are girl troubles? We've made out with 500 women each. Gary says, we have transcended trouble. Greg says, yeah, and Gary punches Greg in the ribs. No talking. Grant says, what do I see in your eyes? And he takes off his sunglasses. Grant says, cowardice <laughs> and then out of nowhere a zombie spears greg the filmographer through his skull mm-hmm. directly to the wall of the house behind him yeah oh look it's stinger is stuck in the wall and greg is hanging by the skull wound the zombie is struggling to free its stinger and it just keeps humping and blasting this <laughs> <laughs> the skull of this fuck boy as greg twitches because it's it's fucking the nerve ending right here. Mm-hmm. And like making, you know? Yeah. And then Gary yells, kick rocks. And they all run away. David does some all some fucking shit to get away from the bee. And then when the bee leaves without seeing David chasing after the fuck boys who ran, he comes up to the fuck boy who was killed. And he looks at him. He he's, tries to resuscitate him. But his face is just a hole. and he's like this guy's gone and right then a zombie pops out of the kid's neck and starts Mm. stabbing through his rib cage to get out Mm. and david runs away i really like the the attempted cpr (laughs) i think that's a good opportunity for comedy there it is that's okay good the face is just like a hole yeah and like david just like kind of blows in it (laughs) yeah i had him from a couple inches up i had him vomit out of disgust (laughs) in the script but i kind of went through it and then he like does the chest compressions and it just like sprays out of the hole (laughs) there we go there we go yes (laughs) i love the idea of resuscitating the obviously dead man (laughs) yeah so see if you if you play the rest straight like how much more ridiculous that is yeah I can see that. I can see that. So, like, having this rambunctious gang of fuckboys? <laughs> I mean... I don't know. Part of me likes that. Part of me, that feels, like, very trauma-esque. It's very trauma-esque. It's very, like, we're appealing to the... We're appealing to the nerd boys who who love the B-movies. Mm-hmm. And we're giving them that uh, macho antagonist. Yeah. That also immediately gets fucked over. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a little silly. And I think... Definitely first round through this script, it's mm-hmm. going to be, it's going to lean on that like silliness. Yeah. Cause like part of my, part of the way I draft this, we shit can out, always straighten that up. Yeah. It's like knowing like I'm, I'm writing, okay, but there's going to be some gold in there. This guy's, this guy's saying kick rocks and leaving. Is he going to say kick rocks in the script? Maybe because kick rocks is a pretty good I phrase. I like that too. But <laughs> overall, it's more about contours mm-hmm. than about dialogue. That's a little taste of what I'm trying to, 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 to form out of this. I've found when you described it and every time we talk about it, it's always focused on the environmental issues and like the grander metaverse stuff mm-hmm. of the whole situation. Like it's, you know, obviously pollution causing this attack by nature. Uh, and, it's, and it's our complacency with that. That mm-hmm. is like the the theme of the evil, and I tried to make the whole overall plot like that. But what I find is when I'm writing it, it's all very sexual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like almost entirely a plot about sexuality, <laughs> gone amok. <laughs> well, you know, and maybe maybe that's a, that's its own metaphor for uh, whatever climate crisis you know is going on. It's technically kind of yeah i mean we the gusto of manhattan manhattan, manhattan it was the would you say to- toxic masculinity is at the the core of the climate crisis that like we came upon like this beautiful uh 
land and just we just wanted to fuck it. <laughs> yeah. And we like, did. Yeah. yeah, I would say that. Like I would almost like not even ascribe it to pure toxic masculinity is like almost this toxic sexuality where it's like you're using well, that it's sexuality like, it's like this, to uh, conquer. Yeah, like uh to the alpha male like yeah conquering and Yeah. And it's subsuming subjugating. It's subjugating. In the movie, in the script that I've got writing, I've got David kind of as like a beta male, very like anti that character who kind of triumphs over it all. Mm-hmm. But as you know, this is not a spoiler because this is what started the whole idea that we should make this an actual movie. But uh, the climax of it is that he he both fulfills his big dream of. <laughs> I feel like I'm David Lynch all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> There's this big dream he has <laughs> where eventually he copulates with the main antagonist B. <laughs> and as he climaxes into the B, his dick also climaxes away from him and he falls to his death. And uh, yeah, so his dick blows up inside the B mm-hmm. to create all the safety. But also he is left without his manhood. Mm-hmm. You know, so what does that mean? Is that like a metaphor for... Um, let's say like the thing that comes to mind, just saying that all out loud, people turning down their masculinity all the way to avoid the toxic stereotype mm. or because that's the thing to do to show in this society what a good person is. And it is its own aggro move because it's an explosion and it blows up a queen bee. Yeah. And blows your dick up. And he's got a jetpack on. <laughs> it's a lot of layers there, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of layers. And like like I'm writing an actual novel where I'm trying to put like real like feeling and art into it. And like there's not a lot of throwaway lines like and then the, you know, there was a dick. But Zombies is like building up to be the masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Uh the thing that I think I think it's gonna get this podcast off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm very excited about zombies yeah you know i'm i'm aiming let's let's aim to have this this script complete i'll i'll do some more of these read-throughs with you off pod on pod maybe well, well when we have a fun scene we'll do it on pod yeah <laughs> good reactions we'll test out some things for the scott castigators and uh but yeah i'm to have that mostly mostly written by february and you know tweaking after that and, and getting all our props in order and figuring out how we're going to cast it and stuff. I have two options for casting. Mm-hmm. First option is we use a bunch of, you know, people basically volunteering around town. Yeah. Second option is the three of us play every single part. <laughs> <laughs> Including like the ladies. I mean, <laughs> possible, you know. You know those uh the early Peter Jackson films, he played multiple characters. Makes sense. In bad taste, he fights himself. He does. Yeah. One wow. of his characters fights the other. Can you imagine that? Throws him off a cliff. Can you imagine being Peter Jackson working <laughs> with budget constraints? <laughs> right? That's insane. It only makes sense because it's like, like, we got this idea of a film. Like, we can, we can kind of shoulder as much burden as we want. But as soon as we bring other people in, it's like, oh, you got to count the hours and the minutes that right. they're working. And you got to yeah. be respectful and give them, give them a piece of my sweet pie. Don't want to be exploiting anyone. I don't want to give away my pie. But also, I think a lot of what we're filming can be done. Like, because there's a lot of special effects scenes, mm-hmm. that might be a time-consuming thing. Yeah. But, like, all the dramatic scenes can be done in, like, two days. Max. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like, all right, we're filming here. One take. Good enough. Good enough. Yeah, we'll come back next week and film you getting fucked to death by a bee. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, if we get our shit together, we can film a a trailer, like, summer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think you could, you're, you're, you're going to get some some tastes yeah. by summer. We'll get something. Yeah, like, it'll be way more, you guys will be like, wait, they're actually doing this? <laughs> <laughs> That's the ultimate goal I want, is that, like, we take this silly joke of an idea all the fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. 
you know we've seen we've seen we've seen sillier go farther and uh i think we i think we're on to something with with a real touch on the cultural pulse mm-hmm. that's zombies hell yeah fuck yeah i mean what else do we got what i got nothing shit what did we learn today um i feel like we talked a lot about uh balancing like taste and uh functionality uh, is that the word i don't know i can see it i can see that so like i appreciate the art in uh batflex back tap <laughs> <laughs> but also like mm, kind of kind of in poor taste zombies i feel like uh leans more towards the art than than batflex back tap yeah okay there's some things we can maybe tweak but like generally i'm i'm pleased with the direction okay. of that Oh, really? I'm glad to be on that side of Batflex, yeah. Bat-Ted. Um, my vision for my home is maybe in, uh, not in bad taste, but... Uh, I wouldn't say it's bad taste at all. Could use some some more practicality. <laughs> just <laughs> definitely need, definitely need. not going to put expensive electronics in the basement, but also maybe will. I don't know. <laughs> Plastic around. <laughs> Covered in a hefty bag every night. <laughs> So yeah, that, that seemed to be the theme for me was like um, balance. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. That's a good. That's that's a good. It's a good post post discussion theme. When that comes up as balance, it's like, oh, really? We pulled off a balanced one just off the top of our head. We did good. We did good. That's why everyone loves this show. So what did I learn? Oh boy. Jeez. There's so many things. Well, I learned a few things about the zombie script, your yeah. reaction to it. I expected more ire and displeasure. Mm. But I think you're I think we're on board with like the general direction. I'm very pleased to put so little work into it. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> just just give me the ideas, give me the feeling, and yeah. I will create it, I will rot it out of iron. <laughs> You know, that's a good partnership right there. Yeah. That that seems that seems like we're we got it, you know. We we've got a Christmas New Year's Eve bash coming up on uh, just December 31st. Hopefully you'll be here. And uh I'll be here, David will be here, and we're going to we're going to have a huge Scottcast party. Maybe we'll even record with all these women watching us. They could have a microphone too, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like if I'm feeling nice. Alrighty. So how about we get here let out there, former Pod King fan favorite, hey Ian Dixon. Hear from us at the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. We bid the adieu. See you later, Scott Castigators. All hail Scottcast. Glory be to Scottcast. And we don't have to do the three minutes of talking afterwards. <laughs> Although we could. We don't have to. Well, yeah. We don't have to record it while the song plays. Because <laughs> I, play, I picked the sound sample that just fades away. Mm. And we're fading away as it's fading away right now. So Solid. what are you, you going to say as your last faded out word? It's Thursday, baby. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Woo. Woo. It's night, Fred.